0: I think before we do anything, any showing up, um, the most imp- important thing is your mindset. You need to recognize that everybody has value to share, and you need to recognize that a lot of the time we, as people, we're in our own way, and we need to get out of our own way.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Helping Organizations Thrive podcast. This is your host Julian Roberts. I'm pleased to say that this podcast is brought to you in association with Lodge Court, who are experts in HR support. Are you worrying about employee performance, absences, and leave? Are you struggling with attracting and retaining the best talent for your business? I personally know the people at Lodge Court, and they can support you with every people issue you may face. So, focus on what you do best and let Logical deliver your HR support as an extension of your business with a tailored, flexible monthly retain package that is right for you and your people. Please do enjoy the episode. Welcome to Helping Organizations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of Inga van Roy on the show. Uh, good afternoon to you, Inga.
0: Good afternoon to you. Um, nice to see you and good to be here with you, Julian.
1: Yeah, good to see you and uh, connect with you. And I'm going to introduce you to the to the, to the the show. You're recognized as a connection catalyst and you're all about purpose-driven community creator, which will be helpful for what we're going to talk about. So, so you help entrepreneurs, help them develop a social media strategy to stand out and connect with their ideal community. Uh, you're also a radio presenter on uh, Africap uh, Radio. Uh, and today we're going to be exploring community, you know, what it is, How do we build it? Uh, Why should we build a community? Uh, And and talk a bit more about how we can do that on LinkedIn as well. But before we get into that conversation, Inga, I'd love to know, uh, what do you love about uh, what you do?
0: My favorite thing about what I do is I get to help people and help them flourish and thrive. Um, And I do that in everything that I do.
1: And when did you realize that that was your thing, that you love to help people in that way?
0: Um, I think as far, as, of, as far back as I can remember, I've always loved people. Um, it's just something that was instilled within me um, growing up by my parents, and I, I see that to this day in them. Um, and my brothers and I think just my family as a whole because I come from a very large family not necessarily my nuclear family but extended family is very large Um, so if you don't love people you're in a bad place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now you do more than just love people and uh, know a lot of people you're you're known as a connection catalyst you Mm -hmm. connect people and you build communities you build tribes and I just want to ask you, why do you think that's important? I mean, people talk about you need to build a community, but why is it important to build a community in in the business world?
0: I can speak for myself and, of course, for my clients um, and friends. But what I want to say is it's very important to have a community, Um, not necessarily as a business person, Um, but as a person in general, it's very important to have community because no man is an island. Um, Mm -hmm. We all need somebody to talk to, somebody to bounce ideas off of, somebody to learn from. Um, And for me, I can say definitely the person that I am sitting here before you today, I would not be this person were it not for the people that have been part of my life and um i believe that you know to in order to build i think it's very important to build community because it helps you really um elevate yourself to the nth degree it helps you be the very best version of yourself because it exposes you to so many so many ideas so many opportunities mm-hmm. and of course so many people
1: Yeah, I think people don't realise that actually we do need others around us. And I say it's not just in a work context, but in a personal life, isn't it? We need that. um, I think we're all destined to be in community in some context. And I know some people have bigger communities and people have smaller communities, but I think we all need, you know, whether that's just helpful best friends or advisors, or good family uh we need to be able to bounce off things because i I think we often forget that we only have one perspective from ourselves and (laughs) you know and it's so important to and i know i work with a lot of teams that actually you can get so almost tunnel driven or or you don't see the the blind spots until somebody else comes in and says what about this what about this and actually there's some real benefits of that different perspective isn't there
0: absolutely um (laughs) I, you know, and I'm gonna do this. I used to be the person that would show up in a Zoom meeting like this. <laughs> that was who I was. And to a certain degree, that's still who I am. I still shy away from camera. Um but
1: that surprises me, It really does surprise me.
0: <laughs> um honestly, I really do, and it's just because I think. As a human being, um, I am and I know many other people are hypercritical of themselves. So if I'm looking at myself, I see, you know, um, my hair is out of place or, you know, and we want to show up perfectly in front Mm. of others, right? We want to, there's a, um, a saying in South Africa and specifically within my racial group, and it's in Afrikaans, it says, which means only show the shiny side. And that goes back to, you know, um, when fabric is woven, the shiny side Mm. is the good side. And if you look on the inside, that's where you see all the knots, all the different weaves, right? Mm. And it doesn't look so good. So in our community, um, we have learned, and I think this is with everyone, um, that we only want to show the shiny side. That's why social media is so popular because what social media does is it really gives you a window into somebody's life. It allows you to see the highlights. Mm. Right? But we don't realize that, yes, they are the highlights. We don't deny that. But there are also many things that are happening in the background that we are not privy to.
1: Mm. That's that's interesting because it's before we even start building community, whether that's in a social media context or even even in person context, we need to deal with ourselves first, don't we? Because as you say, you used to put your camera off, camera off, so couldn't see you, um, which uh, is. So how do, how do we get into that place where we're willing to perhaps show a little bit of the knotty side of us, the not-so-shiny mm-hmm. side? Because to me, that's where real relationships happen is when, yeah. you know, I'm not saying we should be completely, i say the word oversharing, but just gush out all mm-hmm. the bad stuff. Yeah. That there's perhaps a balance or measured approach. Um, but I think, you know, LinkedIn or any social media, not so much LinkedIn, I guess, in some ways, we just show all the the highlights on how great everything is. I've got this new client I'm doing here, how great I am. And I I do that as well, a lot of, but we don't share a lot of the perhaps not so good stuff. And is is that an appropriate place to share it? How how should we go about that? And how do we deal with our own mindset before we start building these communities?
0: Um, I think before we do anything any showing up um the most important thing is your mindset you need to recognize that everybody has value to share and you need to recognize that a lot of the time we as people we're in our own way and we need to get out of our own way Hmm. um and that a lot of the time that means Actually, stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, I know that sounds very cliche, but um, we, as people, we we actually really gravitate towards comfort. Nobody likes being uncomfortable, but when you when you make up your mind that you're going to show up, it is a mindset shift that needs to happen. It um, And you need to realize that, yes, you're going to be out of your comfort zone. And um, yes, when you, when you do try to step out of your comfort zone, we are confronted by fear. And that fear is a natural response because what we're trying to do is keep ourselves safe. And we need to recognize that, you know what, doing something outside of your comfort zone doesn't necessarily put you in harm's way. So it's a mindset shift that needs to happen. You need to make up your mind that regardless of the fear that I feel, mm. I'm going to show up anyway because there is a message that I can bring. There is value mm. that I can bring. And we need to recognize that there are many people that will actually relate to what you're having to say. Mm. Um, I... That, you know, I don't know if you've watched my show, but my intro video starts with me saying, I hate videos. Now, you may be wondering if I hate videos, what the heck am I doing here? And that was the very first video that I ever posted on any social media. And it was my truth At the time and it's still to a certain extent is my truth i still hate videos but i recognize that i if i allow myself to overcome that fear that Mm. hatred of videos of putting myself out there i am able to impact others and impact is uh, is something that's very important to me. I want to be able to help others. And so for me, impact comes over fear. That's
1: interesting because <clears throat> I was going to say that you, you do a lot of this uh, in front of camera stuff. Um, and I would assume that you, perhaps you're more introverted than extroverted because of that. Um and you know you went from the having the the blank screen to now showing the camera yes H- how did you overcome that because I, I think often people's biggest and it's not just a camera thing, but as you yeah. say to 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 grow we have to put ourselves in a, an uncomfortable place because when you're you're growing yourself, you're doing something that's slightly new to you, and you will feel slightly uncomfortable, and that's why the expression of being uncomfortable you know is where you grow um yeah. but you have to put yourself in it, as you say, how did you overcome that fear uh, that enabled you to do what you're doing now? Because you use the word hate. Hate's quite a strong word that you yes. have video, And yes, you are here now in front of a video, you know, to whatever, how many people will watch this? Uh, and you do it every week anyway. Um yes. How did you overcome that fear and that hate um, to, to continue to do what you're doing?
0: Um, I think for anything that we do, we need to look at the why because one day down the line you're going to be faced with are you sure you want to do this and usually the why propels you forward and for me my biggest why are three girls my daughters that I'm raising (sighs) Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Um, but you know, for me, those three girls, I'm raising them along with my husband, but they are also women in a space, right? And so I need to show them, I need to model behavior to them. Mm. And the reason why I was able to overcome my fear of showing up and my hatred for being on camera is I told myself that I need to show my girls that you can do something despite the fear that you feel. Mm. And that's what pushes me in and propels me forward every time.
1: That's fantastic. It really is. And are you, are you, is this a, do you consciously, I suppose initially was it quite a conscious decision or was it now more of an unconscious decision? i've been aware of that why that pushes you forward
0: um it's a conscious decision every time every time i try something new Mm. because um i have a fear of failure and it's something that's part of me and i think many people have that fear um fear that you know what um whatever's going to happen if you fail, right? I don't, sometimes I think to myself, what do we think about failure that we're so afraid to fail? (laughs) Um, Because it's almost as if we believe that if we fail, the world is going to implode. (laughs) I I don't know, or I'm going to fall off a cliff. But really, um, what, what it is and why it, it has developed within us is because um, we've gone through life and failed. Mm-hmm. And so bad things have happened as a result of it. But the the issue is we we focus on those bad things. And if we are really truly honest with ourselves, we will realize that when we do fail, yes, bad things happen, but good things also happen mm-hmm. and as a result of those failures right um if you look if you really are truly honest with yourself, you will know that and it's really truly a matter of shifting your focus from negativity mm-hmm. to positivity
1: mm-hmm. I mean you must have i'm 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 not so failure, but you must have had a number of failures along the way to, to what you're doing now. And I, right. I've often, because failure sounds really, it sounds devastating, it sounds yeah. horrendous, and no wonder we get this fear because we we fail. It's like a, it's just so negative, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I've I've often, and I do this with my clients. I've reframed it as in its feedback. So as you, which sounds very twee, but actually it's really helpful because if you're trying to innovate. You know, yeah. in a space, you're going to, things are not going to go as well as you expect because you're innovating. You're doing things that are groundbreaking, new. um, And therefore, things will fail in that sense, but actually just see it as feedback to, to actually learn all the next time. And yes. I think that's the reframe. And it also it emotionally takes this thing out of that thing called failure, which sounds really like a saber toothed tiger is going to get you. That's how it feels <laughs> like. <laughs> Um so it's in it's important to um it's, I think that just reframe it, isn't it?
0: I have to say, um, it's very interesting that you mentioned a saber-toothed tiger, because this fear of failure is actually very primal. It comes from way, way, way back. Mm. Right. Um, and it's something that has just been carried along with humankind as we've grown, as we've developed, as the years have passed um but yeah that's pretty
1: interesting that you said that yes no that that's that's the reaction it is that that sort of fight or flight our our sort of brain that goes woo, and it's like that sort of fear and and that's how it feels like and that's why we we don't do things so once we get ourselves in a place where we've got a right mindset that actually we need we need a community we think it's important to build a community
0: Uh
1: and we know there's an element of being uncomfortable because we're going to slightly out of comfort zone, potentially, depending on what yes. we're doing. Um, what are some of the practical ways of starting to build a community, whether that's online or, or in person? doesn't really matter. What, what have you found in your own experience that has helped you build that strong community around you?
0: Well, um, when I teach and help others to build their community, I break it down to three easy steps. And those are connect. So when you connect with somebody, um, and then communicate
1: and collaborate. So three three C's. Yes. Nice and easy to remember. So connect, communicate, Communicate and collaborate. collaborate. Yes. Um, and
0: let me break it down a little bit further for you. So, um, connect is of course, like when you're meeting somebody for the first time, um, and if it's on social media, you're sending them a connection request, especially on LinkedIn. Um, and I will always encourage people to be more personal. So if you're going to connect with somebody and send them a connection request, you need to personalize it. If you, for instance, if somebody sees me on this show today, um, they should send. They can send me a connection request and say, "Hello, Inga. I've seen you on Julian's show, helping organizations thrive, um, and I'd love to connect." That way, it gives me context and helps me understand who you are and where you're coming from. And it also makes people more open to actually connect with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all received those connection requests where somebody just clicks connect and that's the end of that. No context. And, um, a lot of the time it's a perfect stranger that's sending you a connection request. And so some people actually refuse to connect in that way. So I always say, personalize your message, send them a message and say, give, you know, address them by their name and then give them context Mm -hmm. with, with regards to, Um, where you've where you've seen them or where you've met them so that you can you can actually connect with them Um, this allows that person to see who you are and connect with you but also to start building a relationship
1: right um i think we've got we've got lazy i think with social media haven't we it's become a little bit because you wouldn't just Go up to somebody and just tap them on the shoulder, and oh, we're connected now. You uh, would you'd, you'd yeah. engage with them, you'd talk with them, you know, in an in, in person context. And I think yes. we we almost seem to act differently online. And, and I know there's a certain sort of practical ways of acting, but actually, we've still got to realize that we're dealing with humans here. And actually, yes. I mean, I, I've sometimes connected to people where I've, I've met them in person or stuff, oh, I, we're just connected straight away, and we weren't bothered with the message, but that's different. But I often use the message anyway because it also gives me context where I met them. So I can say, Oh, great to see you at wherever today and yeah. let's connect. And, and so I've got a context immediately of nowhere I've met them. Um, yeah. But it's almost treating people like humans, isn't it? Just interacting it with them and not just pressing a button and going, You know, as you say, even if you've not met you physically, I've not met you physically and oh. we, we got introduced, uh, but, um, you know, we connected that way and i think that's you know let's start thinking people as humans rather than just little digital assets on a screen isn't it
0: exactly exactly um i mean so once you've completed that connection request and you've connected with that person now it's time to build the relationship and how do you build relationship the only way you can build relationship is to communicate we can't have a relationship with someone if we don't speak to them so communicate. And the way that you communicate, there are different ways too. The first one, of course, is to send them an, a message, an inbox message or a DM, right? Um, and I would suggest that you don't send your whole history in your message um, because, yes, people do that. And it, um, I actually... I've heard this phrase before and I call it a pitch slap <laughs> because now they're just pitching you in the DMS. Um, so communicate with them. Just, you know, think about how it is you communicate with somebody that you meet for the first time in person. It starts with, how are you? Hello, how are you? That would be a good place to start. Mm. Um Then also, we want to continue that conversation in the DMs, but also look for that person's content and see how it is that you can add value to their content. Mm. Another way to communicate with somebody is also when you share content, to invite them to be Mm. part of the conversation. And I'm not saying send them your post. In a DM and say, please support my post. No. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, create your post. And I found a good way to actually invite somebody to be part of the conversation is to maybe tag them in the comments and say, what do you think about? And you can mm. say something about the topic and then tag that person. Mm. Um, some people may not respond because they don't appreciate um, being tagged but others will and the ones that are willing you can move forward and build with them
1: um, yeah I, th- I think the the engaging on other content or your content is a really i, I find a quite a nice gentle uh, approach of communicating it's not yeah. so you know direct and in in terms of a dm There's not wrong with dm stuff but I, I think it's a nice way of starting to build that sort of interest and, and in terms of by yeah, commenting on there, but I guess for me, just 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 stepping back little, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do we? This is where I suppose a lot we've all had those where we connect to something, and suddenly we get we get spammed and all that sort of stuff, and we yeah ignore all that, mm-hmm. obviously, or massive long sort of text. When we're connecting with people, is our intent? And this is this is this is an interesting thing to think about. Is our intent just to think, oh, I'm just going to get to another person so they become a client because this is what, this is LinkedIn it's a business platform to connect with people, network and make money.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Or what's your intent when you're connected with people? Just, just, just curiosity. How, how, how should we think about that?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my intention is never to get somebody to sign up as a client. I, I don't do that. Um. And I'll tell you why. Because it seems so insincere, mm. and it basically makes me feel dirty.
1: <laughs> so I don't do it.
0: Um, so, so what is your
1: intent then when you're connecting and reaching out to people?
0: My intent is really genuinely to meet new people and get to know them.
1: Mm. That's that's all that I'm
0: I'm looking for. Um, and I know that that might seem like a fairy tale (laughs) but i love people and i i i just and i'll tell you something i really love hearing people's stories Mm. um since i was a young girl i loved reading and getting to know characters in books and Mm. seeing the world through their eyes and it's something that just it warms my heart Mm. so for me just connecting with somebody and talking to them and learning their story warms my heart. And I, that's why I love doing it.
1: Yeah. I think intent really shapes what the language you use, our tone, our person, our body language. And I, you know, and I, I remember talking to a, a sales expert once and he just said, you know, have an intent to serve somebody, have an intent to help people. Um, not, to get a client not to yeah. make money and if you're if you're there to try and help people you may yeah. do that as just give them some advice or actually they may actually can you really yeah. help me i want to pay for your services yeah but your intent is quite important and i think that's the valuable yes. thing and and that will steer you in how you go about it then and, and what you say in, absolutely your messaging isn't it
0: absolutely i will say that um as a result of developing relationships with people, I Mm. have worked with people that I've met on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, Some of them have become my client. But the main thing when you are um, building this community is Mm. uh, the KLT, which is know, like, and trust. Mm. You need to allow them to get to know you as a person Um, and then like you, and then trust you. Because we as people, we buy from people, not businesses.
1: Hmm. We've got a question here, which you want to read that. So network is from Chris Stanny. Networking is something I know I need to focus on, but the idea of sending someone a DM with the intention of fostering a mutually beneficial connection, quite terrifying. So what would be your advice to Chris on that one?
0: Chris, um, thank you for watching. I will say, um, you need to shift your focus. Shifting your focus is so important because you need to look at, don't look at it like this. Look at it as you are connecting with someone. You're getting to know that person and looking to see if there's a way that you can help them. Um, my approach is usually I want to Get to know that person, see if there's a way that I can help them, or if there's somebody that I can actually introduce them to that will help to elevate them. If they, you know, if they mention that um, for instance, I have two friends who are one is uh he was a foster father and too many kids, actually, I think about 50. And then I had another friend who spoke about being a foster parent but also being a foster child and so i intend to connect the two of them just because they have commonality mm. and just to explore that 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 relationship that possible relationship the connection that they have um so approach it more like how can i help you how can i help you if if i know of you needing xyz and i know somebody offers xyz i will try to connect the two of you but i will obviously ask first but that's what i'll do
1: yeah no that's really good i think i think i think also i find what really helpful if you engage on their content a little bit and then you can then say in a dm oh I really liked what you shared the other day on da, 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 whatever it may be you yeah. then sort of almost looping back to what they've said and you using something that they're sharing. And I think that starts to build that sort of relationship in a nice way. And with, uh, with the right intentions, I call
0: that uh, polite stalking,
1: (laughs) polite stalking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we got, we got connect, communicate, and then finally uh, collaborate.
0: Well, um, which is part of the, how can I help you? How can I collaborate with you? So, um, the you know, commenting on somebody's content is communicative, but it's also collaborative, right? Because you're you are helping, um, helping them with the conversation that they're having through their content. You're you're showing that you are supportive of them. Um, and that's all. That's what collaboration is about. But then also take it a little bit further. And once you've developed that relationship with someone, then you can explore how is it that you can collaborate. For instance, you've asked me to be on on your show. Hmm. I will ask you to be on my show and okay. allow my community to get to know you and allow me to highlight you, just because. I want them to know you. And they should not ever be those ulterior motives mm. of, I want to do this for you because you're going to do something for me. No. We, we can't do that. It's not a transactional relationship. You're just building relationship because you're building community. And when somebody gets to know, like, and trust you because you've, you've connected with them, because you've communicated with them, because you've collaborated with them, you don't know. Eventually, it may not be that you buy from them or they buy from you. But guess what? If somebody says to me, oh, I'd like to be on a podcast, um, with regards to organizations. Well, I'm going to say, well, you know, I know Julian and he does this and I'll introduce the two of you.
1: No, I think that's really important. I think that collaboration is, it it takes away, it's it's just how you can work with other people. And sometimes you can collaborate and help other clients on a, on a bigger scale, or it could be they know people, as you say, and but also through the process of collaboration, you you learn stuff because, yes. you know, you have people who've got skills that you haven't got and they fill the gaps in, and I think that's also really helpful. And this goes mm. back, circling back to the very start of why community is really important, building a community, uh, is to have a number of people, A, you can use for your own sort of needs, but also yeah. the needs of people you know But also, you can help other people, and I think it's 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 having that strength of community. So, just before we finish, Inga, any sort of final thoughts on um, on building a community?
0: Yes, um, you know, we all talk about networking; it's a big buzzword. But when you build community, it's taking that networking to the nth degree. It's not just you being elevated or you uh, being able to now pitch to 10 or 20 or 30 people. It's you building community with those people. Mm-hmm. And basically you and they will be elevated. Um, you know, somebody, Michelle Janay, she wrote a book about networking. And one of the quotes that I love to use um, that she says is networking is not just connecting people with people it's connecting people with ideas people with opportunities and people with people Mm -hmm. and that's what we want to do we want to um when you build community you want to have people in your sphere that you can see that they have um characteristics that you can admire and then emulate, and they can also introduce you to different ways of looking at things, different ways to solve problems. That is what community is all about. It's about us elevating one another.
1: Brilliant. Well, thank you, Inga, for your insights uh, on this, and I, I've loved and, and for sharing so so um, personally as well. Um, if people want to connect with you and engage with you, uh, how's the best way to do that?
0: Thank you. Um, and Julian, I just want to say thank you so much for hosting me on your show. It's been a privilege and an honor to be here and to be able to share um, some of my experience with you. And if anybody would like to connect with me, um, they can find me right here on LinkedIn. Um, that's the best place. And it's I'm the only Inger van Roy. So when you search for me, you'll find me. And if you like, um, you can always follow me on YouTube as well. I have a YouTube channel called Inspiration from Inga. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you for your time today, Inga. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you like this episode, then please rate, review, and share it with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, I coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions and it will help you go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation. You can contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com.